Well, hey, uh, good morning. It's another Arizona schnoodle walks with Buddy. Buddy's ready to go. It's six in the morning on this June 28th, 2021. And it's 90 degrees for completeness. Completeness, 90 degrees. With a humidity of 26%. And remember, this is the Arizona schnoodle walks because Buddy's a schnoodle. And I am Buddy's owner. And he gets walked a lot. Twice a day, usually. And Buddy's about six years old now. Let's see. 15, 21, 15, 6. Probably six and a half. He's still pretty healthy. And I haven't done a schnoodle walk podcast in a while. But uh, you may recall, if you're a avid listener, <laughs> and have gone through some crazy archives that started, I don't know, four years ago? Maybe four years ago, I think. In all the excitement, I lost track myself. But here we are, 90 degrees. It's a sunny morning. Sun came up probably at 5.30 in the morning or so. It's that really long time of the year, June 28th. And so with a 90 degrees Fahrenheit temperature and a 26 degree humidity, you're probably wondering what is the dew point, right? What is that dew point temperature? Well, I just calculated it at 50 degrees Fahrenheit. And this morning, I see some people walking towards me. This is not too often occurrence out here. Morning. And, uh, but it does happen. Usually it's just Buddy and I out here. And, uh, I'm the old guy in the neighborhood who talks to himself, right? This technology these days, iPhones, podcasts from your iPhone, podcasts while you're walking your dog. Yeah, yeah. So this is my studio, I guess, the world. <laughs> my, my podcasting studio. And here comes another little doggy. I'm going to move Bud over. Hey, you're going the wrong direction. You're going uphill. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. Okay, so June 28th. Yeah, I'm the old guy. <laughs> old guy walking his dog, talking to himself, talking to strangers. Shout out to Australia and Dubbo. Do talk to strangers. It's a good thing. I'm talking to you. You're a stranger to me. So, yeah, I'm talking to you, you, whoever's listening to this. So, why today? Why am I talking? Why am I doing this? So, some of you have followed the podcast, the story, the um, development of thought. And oh, there's a garbage can that's down. That's not good. I have to make. I have to lift up this garbage can. We had some wind, I guess. It's Monday morning. 
uh, this is garbage day. So we have recycling. We got two two cans. We have a recycling can, and we have a regular garbage can. So it looks like this is a my neighbors. They live in Minnesota. This is Arizona. They're like two thousand miles away. But here's their can here. They uh, they can call on me because they know I walk Buddy every day, right? Twice a day. So they can count on me to help them out with their garbage cans, make sure they're out on the street, which is a good thing. Oh! I'm, not, I'm not struggling a little bit lifting this thing, bud. But we got to lift this garbage can up. Oh, there it is. Blew over. So we'll put this box in here, too. Now, one of the tricks about their house is they have a nice mesquite tree. And I think I've seen the truck. Hey, Mike. Big Doberman. Hey, hey, hey. Are you coughing on that, bud? He's eating up some of these uh, mesquite tree dropping things. They're, uh, they're like seedlings. And they crunch when you walk on them. But these cans, there's a tree right here. So when the truck comes and tries to lift up the garbage into the truck, <laughs> the tree branches block they block the uh, can from you know getting through the tree. So I know it's a r automated lifting can device, so it probably just powers right through the tree. But it's not the best thing to do. So I just moved them out the street a little bit, and the trucks will be through here in about an hour. So it's actually not too bad for June 28th, as far as walking buddy but I've I don't know if it's purposely or what what I just slowly getting to the point I think I do that a lot anyway <laughs> oh bud you're right bud cough it out spit it out you know these dogs uh, they think everything tastes wonderful so they just start chewing there's a nice electric car, nice and quiet. But yeah, about exactly one year ago, within the hour, Christine departed. So you've probably heard that story over the last year. I've only done about two or three, maybe four, I guess, podcasts. Um, filling in. So Yeah. Yeah, breathing this last year has taken on a different meaning. I think I mentioned one time before about hospital scenes, what dramas on TV. Um, you see the, the person in the hospital and they're redlining, right? The, the uh, heart rate monitor is going and blipping for a while. Blip, 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 and then it just whistles out, you know, goes constant. But, uh, yeah, that's not how everybody goes. You know? So I learned a lot about breath. Yeah, the heart's definitely got to be going to be alive. So if you're listening to this, you probably have a pretty good heartbeat, maybe 60 beats per minute, 70, depending on your 80 even, depending on your condition. If you're running, you know, while you're 
if you listen to this podcast while you're exercising, your uh, heart rate might be at 150. Well, it's a lot of beats per minute. And certainly we can't live without that old heart circulating the blood around the body, which carries oxygen. So some of our biology lessons come into play. Yeah, yeah. Take it for granted, right? But anyway, yeah, so the heart's pumping that blood around, feeding our cells, and we're delivering oxygen. But this oxygen is like, in the last year, has become a deeper meaning to me. Yeah, breathing. So, yeah, breath is the sign of life. Perhaps even more than heart rate. Once the breathing stops, there's no more oxygen. I kind of wonder, I wonder if when we stop stop breathing, if the heart just goes, okay, we're done. No need to pump the blood anymore. There's no more more oxygen in the lungs. That's it. Body's shutting down. And, uh, yeah, what else? So I had that experience with my dad about 10 years ago. October 5th. October 5th, 2011. Google it. See who the famous people who died. And, and I say famous, yeah, famous. More than one person died. On October 5th, 2011. We all know of one of them, and I know one of them. There's two that I'm thinking of. One's really famous that you all know about. The other one's my dad. He's the uh, Irish guy, Irish Roman Catholic. So he was the first body I saw on the night before he passed away, and his caretaker said, I think you better talk to him. I'm not sure he's got much longer to go. And we had a little chat, and that's where the famous dad saying of, I hope I did enough. <laughs> and I, I had pretty much the same reaction at the time. But I didn't want to laugh in front of him. <laughs> I hope I did enough, old dad, 88 years, living, breathing, battling through this life like we all do. Like you, you're the hero. I'm not the hero. Just walking my dog, picking up his poop. Being a good citizen, picking up my dog poop. Yeah, yeah. As we discuss life's deepest meanings and most significant moments in this life, right? We all avoid it, right? Who do you are you thinking about your last breath, people? Ah, oh, so when you hear meditation, next time you hear a yoga or a meditation. And they say, breathe in deeply. Inhale that life source. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> breathe out through your mouth. Yeah, that's that's real. Yeah. That's where the life source is. This gift we have. So you, if you, uh, yeah, we don't really want to think about it, right? 
that that last breath we have. Yeah. But maybe we can tell ourselves, ask ourselves, are we going to laugh? Are we going to have joy in that moment? Like my father, it's like, well, he, he wasn't. He's like, I hope I did enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I chuckle just because it can't be that way, right? It just can't be doing enough, right? Right? So philosophically, hey, buddy, you're right. Um, it kind of can't be that way, right? I mean, doing enough? Are we checking the box? Do you have your your bucket list? What if you don't check everything off your bucket list? Like, this morning I added something to my bucket list. Uh, November 1st to the 5th in Tuscany, Italy. Mindy A. Bear is going to be doing a wine and jazz music, I don't know what you call it, excursion event. Yeah, I'll put that on my bucket list. I'm not going to, I don't think I'll be doing it. But, and because I, well, who knows, you know, will I even be breathing on November 1st, 2021? Right? So we, we think we have so much more control over things in this world, don't we? So about this time, I think probably like during this podcast, because this podcast is, I'm on a, I'm on a pretty good roll with Buddy. He's, he needs to go for a long walk because I didn't give him one last night. So he's, he's got some business to take care of. And uh, so that warrants a more lengthy walk. Yeah. So, my dad, October 5th, 2021. I'll save you the suspense. So you, you can Google it. But the famous guy is Steve Jobs. And the whole world in October 5th was Facebook posts, all kinds of posts about Steve Jobs passing out. But your podcast host has a unique view or imagination, let's say, vision of what's happening. Morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good. This is Buddy. Hi, Buddy. Hey, yeah. Buddy. Have you enjoyed your walk? All right. Have a good day. Yeah. So, Steve Jobs, October 5th, 2021. And a few years before my dad died, you know, he's probably 85 or so, thinking back on his life. In his house in Paradise Valley, Arizona. (laughs) I chuckle because it sounds so wonderful, right? Wouldn't you want to die? In your house in Paradise Valley. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's actually fits into my my well prepared podcast sarcasm, right? You guys know that. Morning. This podcast is tight with content. All the content in this podcast is scripted, 
thought out well in advance and delivered to you with the utmost professional care. Right? Right? Like I have control over these dogs. I have control over this moment when I'm walking, buddy. And this interaction with the dog world. Dog world. The dogs have souls. That's a whole other tangent. Bud's got life in him. He's breathing. Breathe in. Inhale that life source, buddy. And exhale through your mouth, bud. Okay. Yeah. Buddy's meditation for the morning. <laughs> Am I chuckling because of the sarcastic nature of it? I don't know. It's, is it sarcastic? Is it true? What's is it? Is that his buddy have his life source? And there are no tangents. I was reminded. There's no tangents. Okay. No tangents at all. But my high school buddy Paul had a dog, and I think in my high school smartassness, which did I lose it? I don't know. Did I lose my high school smartassness, or was it once a smartass, always a smartass? I don't know. You'll have to find the episode where I talk about I'm ninety percent smart and only ten percent ass. So come on, people, give me some grace here. So yeah, I think. Paul in high school wanted thought his dog was going to go to heaven. And of course, I was drinking the Kool-Aid of religion. Oh, dogs aren't humans. They're, they're not going to heaven. But I'm looking at Buddy right now. He looks pretty, pretty heavenly. Four feet, walking along, dirt, sidewalk. He's experiencing this world, this creation. He's <laughs> He's putting up with this podcast host talking all kinds of stuff. It's it's is it nonsense or is it is it like the most clear clarity was it the most clear reality you've ever heard on any podcast ever, right? Could it be that? Could it be the the, the most significant podcast moments you've ever heard? Or this is just nonsensical gibberish. Well, I'm delivering this content, as I said, sarcastically well-prepared, thought-out content. But actually, it is. It's 60, nearly 60 years of preparation. So you know how you may have heard some guided meditation or even a song. I'll tell you about the song, too. Some guided meditation says that all that I have is within me. All that I need is within me. It's not written down on notes. It's not typed up on a computer. It's not a well-scripted podcast that has, you know, where are we going with this? I think I know where I'm going with it, but I'm not sure. Right? Isn't that the beauty of life? Can you script it? Yeah, yeah. So dogs, maybe Bud will be in heaven. So Bud was with me last year. So this is a 365-day event. Oh, the universe has brought Shyla and Nikki, and I know John. Have you guys you guys have met a few quite a few times? Yeah. The universe has brought you together already? Yeah. yeah. 
Travels. Yeah. Well, Nikki's got lots of great travels. Well, so did he. He, yeah. he didn't just travel. He worked in every country. Right? Oh, yeah. you worked there. Yeah. Well, I hope you had some fried side. Do you know fried side? Yeah. Yes. yes. You know fried side. He knows fried side. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing a podcast oh. right now. Oh, you're you're on the podcast, ah. Nikki. <laughs> okay. John, say hi to the podcast. Hey. Podcast. podcast. The podcast. Like your, your oh, right the podcast dog. is up here. Oh. No, not down. The dog's not. He is part of the podcast, but he's not doing the podcast. Oh. The podcasts are right here. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so I have talking. to get close to you so that if you say hello. Hello. That was Nikki. <laughs> John, you want to say hello to the podcast hello. listeners? There we go. You have a great voice for that. Well, excellent. Thank yes, you. Yes. I've been we told that. Too. Yeah, both of you. I've had. I've been told that. So you do your thing. Okay. You have you a nice walk. Enjoy your fried sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, what is that? Isn't that just live podcast philosophical stuff, right? So now the trouble comes. See, I get triggered. Other people. That's what that's what the walking podcasts do for you. I'm not in a studio. I'm not prepared. I don't have a Yeti microphone, which allows for the dulcet tones to come through. Which apparently I have a great voice for podcast. So I have to embrace it. So spirituality. So I probably want to honor my father because he. I mean, he's just full of funny stories. He is. They're his stories to tell, but he's not. He's not. <laughs> I love that expression. Well, that's that's your story to tell. You have your story to tell. So you better get busy telling it because we don't have much more time, do we? So I guess I have to tell my dad my dad's story because he can, right? Right. So there's so much situational communication. Should we do that? People talk about situational football. That's the latest expression I heard. And it's not football season, but situational conversations. How's that? So in many cases, if my father was still alive, you know, saying, well, it's his story to tell. Yeah. That's my dad's story to tell. Yeah. But he's not here. <laughs> so it gets to be my story to tell. And I will do my utmost clarity to deliver the story. Now, it's a story I'll tell. It's my reaction and my thoughts that are my story to tell. How's that? How's that? So we're going to stay with the, the traditional norm of, hey, just you tell your story. But I, this might be insightful. I just stuck with it. It's like, it is my dad's story style. He told it. It's his story. But how I react to it is my story, right? Wow, that's deep thought. Deep thought. See? See, unscripted podcasts can have deep value. I'm riffing, I guess. Am I just, this is just a riffing podcast. So, my dad. 
he says about when he's 85. He said a lot. He said a lot of things, but this is this is one thing. He's like, I hope I I, I wish I bought more Apple stock, yeah. <laughs> which which also was received with a chuckle from me. So here's my dad, 85, hanging in there on a walker, can't get around too well. His brain's still pretty sharp. He's 85. He lives in, did I tell you where he lived? He lived in Paradise Valley, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Right down the street from the Hermosa Inn. Yeah. Where everybody would want to retire. It's not, this is not Portlandia where young people go to retire. This is Paradise Valley where old people go to retire. And if my dad could walk without a walker, he probably would have gone a half mile down the street to Hermosa Inn. But he he wasn't a young person anymore. <laughs> and I and in 2021, 10 years later, not quite exactly 10, he's laughing, right? Because my dad's in a good spot. But he, he said he wished he bought more Apple stock. And is that not the American way, right? Never enough wealth, never enough money. And if you struggle with that, if you're 30 years old, 40 years old, don't, don't, aren't we just driven to like succeed and accumulate wealth? And it goes on, even my dad, 85. I wish I bought more Apple stock. And for whatever reason, the universe had revealed to me an interesting story about Steve Jobs. And I had been Googling around or something, or sometimes like these top 10 lists, like worse this, best this, seven ways to do that, five this. They have these things that always grab your attention. So I got something like the worst stock trades of all time, right? The absolute worst stock trades, which, you know, most people don't talk about their stock purchases and things. But when you get to be Steve Jobs and you're CEO of Apple Computer, all of your stock trades are public information. Okay? All of them, right? So apparently in the 2000s, Steve came back to Apple Computer. And, you know, somehow he had a bunch of stock. Maybe he had it from before the Scully years where he got bounced out. But anyways, you know, we already know Steve Jobs, right? Steve Jobs. Yeah. Say brilliant man, no, you know, brilliant, right? But I was surprised to see when I clickbait, I hit the clickbait, and the clickbait was worst stock trades of all time. And uh, so there it was number one worst stock trade of all time, Steve Jobs, the CEO of Apple Computer at the time. He sold, I don't know, 7%, wait. He, sell, he sold a lot. Not all of his shares, but I don't know if it was $100 million worth of stock or something. Maybe maybe it was only $50 million. 
And maybe at the time the stock was low, like five bucks a share or something. And maybe he thought, you know, I've got 200, 300 million dollars worth of Apple stock at a time. Let me sell 30 million. It's only, what would that be, like 16% of his shares, right? So he's, Steve Jobs is credited with the worst stock trade of all time because something like he got 30 million, which is no small sum of money, right? Not 30 million is pretty good. Imagine for the average listener of the podcast, $30 million is a lot of money. But for some of you outliers listening, 30 million is peanuts, right? But neither here nor there, which is an expression I learned from my dad because he talked a lot. <laughs> is that a surprise? <laughs> but he, 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 he talked a lot. And I guess he did, he focused on quality, not just quantity. My dad had a lot of good quality stuff. But his, apparently the Irish DNA is. Irish people are talkers. We chin wag. This has been a long chin wag for you. Enjoy the chin wag. It's going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my dad says he wish he bought more Apple stock. That's probably like 2009, 2010, something like that. Maybe 2008. He and my dad was a few years away from passing away. And uh, ah, here's a couple of dogs coming along. Yeah, yeah, morning. There we go. There we go. Come on, bud. So, everybody's different. So, that gentleman was listening to a podcast. See, this is the difference. Like, I, I encourage all of you to create and do your own podcast, right? Because by doing the podcast, especially the unprepared, riffing kind, you're processing your years of experience. And you're processing them into something, right? And maybe you're wondering, well, what, what is this? What is this something, right? Well, that's uh, all about me, baby. It's all about me. <laughs> or is it about you? It could be about you. Make it about you. Yeah. So my dad says, I wish I bought more Apple stock. And since I had that piece of information about the worst stock trades of all time. Naturally, of course, of course, what would I say, right? Of course, what would my response be? Do you, I mean, have you figured it out? I mean, you probably don't have the same mind that I do, but I had no control over my dad saying that. He just came out of the blue. I wish I bought more Apple stock. Don't we all, right? I mean, I'm sure the listeners are going to say, oh, yeah, you're right. Your dad was so right. I wish I bought more animals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was there the whole time. <laughs> but, the, but me, 
with my little piece of knowledge, I said, Dad, Dad, lighten up. If the CEO of Apple Computer doesn't know that it's good to be buying Apple stock and not selling Apple stock, what in the hell chance do any of us have? And this is the most brilliant guy credited with brilliant stuff. And he is. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm basically talking to you right now, communicating, because of Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah, he gave so much more than he received. And he also sold, sold out the stock and didn't reap the benefits of owning that same stock that he sold. So the difference is he... Sold, I don't know, 30, 50 million, whatever the small number. Just a small number. You guys get it. You know, you guys, you billionaires out there. Listen, yeah. He just, he needed to build a house. The house is going to cost 30 million. So what do you do? You sell 15% of your stock. Yeah. You don't take a loan. You sell 15% of your shares of Apple, whatever. You still got 85% of it. But to the regular guy like my dad, you know, thirty million is a lot of money. Yeah. Right. Morning. I think he told me one time the most money he ever made in his life in one year was thirty thousand dollars. So how does he end up in Paradise Valley? Wow. Wow. So it's not necessarily your job. It turns out families. Anyway, I don't want to diverge on that too much. And uh, so I said, Dad, if Steve Jobs doesn't know, what chance do we have, right? So in the article about the worst stock trades ever, whatever compensation Steve got, whether it was $30 million, $50 million, $100 million, maybe even $200 million, Right, whatever it was, was a good amount of money at the time. I'm sure Steve was making that decision based on the best information available at that time. Although you could question, and that's my point: is like, hey, you're the CEO. Don't you know what's going to happen or what might happen? So the bottom line, as we like to say, which is so important. Right? What is the bottom line? Is, is there really a bottom line? Nah, there is no bottom line. But that stock trade that garnered Steve Jobs some amount of money was then worth $10 billion. Wow. Wow. So, you know, Steve's net worth on October 5th, 2011, might have been $100 billion. It might have been $60 billion. It probably was in the several billion. But the point being is he passed up on $10 billion. So I was just trying to encourage my dad. Like, hey. Dad, don't, no worries. 
You didn't, you didn't, you're 85. You didn't buy any more Apple stock. That's all right. And uh, I guess since I inherited a portion of his wealth, I mean, I, I could have been pissed off at my dad. Like, hell yeah, dad, you idiot. Why didn't you buy more Apple stock? You dumbass. <laughs> but one, I had information. Two, I'm just not that kind of guy. So, you know, so you podcast listeners, you know a little bit about my character, right? Which includes some good shit, right? Because I don't, I didn't join in with my dad's pity party. Like, yeah, dad, you're such an idiot. You didn't buy more Apple stock. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So that kind of was a two or three year ahead of his passing away where I chuckled at, did I do enough, right? Did I do enough? And, you know, he did. And it also broadened my view of churches and organized religion. Because the sad thing is, my dad did have it all figured out. He did do enough. He had faith. And he did his best to remain faithful to God in his life. And he listened to a message of forgiveness and grace. But the media or medium that transferred that message to him kind of sucked, you know? The Roman Catholic Church kind of sucks at delivering a message of grace and peace. So, and we could do that statistically. Right? You can go sample 100 Roman Catholics. Quite a high percentage of them will have the same reaction my dad did on their deathbed. And at that moment, I realized <laughs> how much God loves us. And it's not about a church you go to or the religion. It's about God's grace. I mean, it's not my dad's fault that a lot of egomaniac men in white robes and white collars, not black robes and white collars, convinced him to stick to the bucket of the Roman Catholic Church. Stay in the bucket. We have a long-standing message that you need. <laughs> they didn't deliver the real message, which is grace and peace. Right? So, one of the punchlines is my dad died the same day. It's Steve Jobs. Who would have thunk it, right? Who would have thunk it? So when I see soft Facebook posts the next day, like, oh, Steve Jobs is so sad. It's so sad that Steve Jobs died. So I only did one snarky. I only did one snarky post. Like, huh, yeah, that's too bad. My dad died yesterday, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Jobs died. Yeah, that's a tragedy. But hey, my dad died. 
the the biological DNA donating life form known as my dad. Right. So, of course, the ward humor, Irish humor, envisions my dad armed with his newfound, well, actually three-year-old Steve Jobs information that he made the worst stock trade ever. So, before Jesus gets to my dad, and my dad's in the waiting room sitting next to Steve Jobs, and my dad's still curious, like, did I do enough? (laughs) Did I do enough? So the way my dad would relieve his fear, I'm guessing, I'm envisioning this. The way my dad relieves his fear is like, hey, aren't you? You're, wait, you're Steve Jobs. Oh, Steve, hey, we're both in the waiting room here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Steve, I just want to let you know, my my, uh, son, he reminded me of like your dumbest stock trade ever, right? You could have, you could have, you could have died with another $10 billion of assets, right? But, oh, my son. And I thought I was dumb for not buying enough Apple stock. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you, Steve, you're such an idiot. <laughs> so, knowing my dad, that is pretty much the conversation that went on in the waiting room. Conversations in the waiting room. Hey, is that a good book title? Somebody want to write the book? Do I have to write it? Conversations in the waiting room. So there's my dad chatting away with Steve Jobs. And I imagine Steve Jobs being the brilliant, brilliant guy that he is. Probably has some humor in him. And he certainly should have a sense of humor at that point, right? In the waiting room, does everybody have a sense of humor? I don't know. Maybe people have fear. My dad leaned towards fear, but he's going to try to lighten the moment by chatting up Steve Jobs. And Steve probably would respond, I hope, with quoting. A, he was prophetic. Steve Jobs in that moment in 2011 was prophetic. And he might have looked sternly at my father and said, what difference does that make now? (laughs) It all depends on the sense of humor, the temperament, the mindset of being in the waiting room. We just don't know. I don't know. But that's a pleasant memory or thought for me of of my my dad in the waiting room with Steve Jobs. Not sure how my dad was going to do that because he did go with, did I do enough? Did I do enough? And of course I said he did. My words. I'm not playing God here, of course. (laughs) I'm not going to play God for my dad and say, yes, my father, you did enough. You did enough. Starting out when I was 18 months old, and you asked me, Hey, Mikey, do you want to feel what a hot iron feels like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was enough, Dad. Yeah. You did enough right there in that moment. (laughs) In that moment, burning my hand 
an 18 month old who can't speak, who I might've understood. And I think I was saying, no, I don't want to feel what that feel like, but I just wasn't as articulate at 18 months as I am now at 60 years old. But hey, you know, do they say shit happens or ironing kids' hands happens? Let's go. But so we're back inside in the climate controlled environment. And yeah, it's probably an appropriate place to be. It's 76. It's probably a little too cold. Like I'm I'm killing planet Earth because I have the air conditioning set at 76 instead of 80, you know, because I am killing the planet. I don't, I have to walk my dog and I'm uh, sweaty. So I have to, I'm going to continue the suffering by setting the air conditioning at seven or 80 instead of 76. I'm such a pig. And if you're that kind of listener, fine. That's your perception. Apparently, it's not only your perception. Apparently, it's reality. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that expression, by the way. But, uh, you know, because my little twist on that is, oh, okay. You Oh, you want to believe. You want to believe that perception is reality. Okay. Well, you know, so then you'll have to, you'll have to accept my perception, right? right? So for those of you who believe in perception is reality, my response is like, okay, well, I perceive that your perceptions are all effed up. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, that's not possible. I mean, I just said that perceptions, perception is reality. So now you don't twist that on me. Don't twist that to say that my perceptions are effed up. No, no, no. Sounds like a circular argument. Oh, well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. So let's make a little coffee. Yeah, yeah. Still kind of hot. So that's my dad's last breath story. But that brings us to the real. Is it the real? Perhaps the most significant, You would, one would think. It's been over 365 days now. And not only that, and about 20 minutes. Because I woke up at 6.30 on this date back in 2021. I woke up June 28th. I, I tried to stay up, and I did journal. I should probably take a look at it today. I journaled early in the morning. I was like, well, you know, we've known about this cancer. You know, there's a lot of it's a blessing. Look at that. I'm going to look at the positives to this thing, right? So I look at it, and I say, well, you know, we knew about this cancer for almost three years, two and a half, two years. And we had a great trip. You know, we tried to make the most of it the best we could. You know, the doctor said, enjoy life. And we sort of did. You know, we did the best we could. But I was, it was probably like 4.30, 5 in the morning. I was, I was on the last watch. And uh, I thought, well, I'm just going to lay down here and I can, uh, catch a little 
sleep right here. If something happens, then I will uh, wake up, or I'll be on right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. And uh, at six thirty, I woke up, looked over, and no more breathing. No more breathing. It's Sunday morning. Sunday morning. 6.30. And it was a shocker, right? No more breath. No more breath. And like my father, the, uh, which, the, uh, I don't know what's that. Um, the breath is gone. So I, I saw my dad the next day. Um, and I saw him. He was laying in his, his bed and uh, no breath, no breath. And I looked at his body and if you're a listener and you haven't had that experience, it's, it's quite, quite moving, you know? You see, especially someone like my father who I'd known for 50 some years as my father and uh, the same father who burned my hand on an iron. <laughs> <laughs> who was forgiven many, <laughs> subconsciously forgiven many years later. Forgiven consciously, of course. Of course, consciously forgiven. But there's something to that subconscious transformation, right? Right? Totally Laura, baby. A UK woman. You can Google Totally Laura or go to totallylaura.com. And uh, subconscious. So our brain is so active. That's why when they say everything you need is within you, everything I need for this podcast is within me. I don't need to script this. I don't need to script it. It's all, it's all within me. It's just a matter of letting it out, you know, getting it out in a little bit of a helpful way, hopefully. So seeing uh, my dad, no breath. This, there's no For me, the reaction simply was, He's gone. I see this body, which many would describe as lifeless body, right? So when the, when the meditation folks say, I'm a loving soul in a human body. Wow. Wow. Sounds a bit freaky. Some Americans might say new agey, right? But isn't it really old agey, original agey? The AG that's always been, right? Maybe it's just new to those who hear it. And their first reaction is, doesn't fit in my bucket. Doesn't fit my pre-described belief. So I'll just call it new age. Uh, it's new age. It's new. But it's not new age. It's breath, right? So soul, we are. So my dad's soul, his soul is gone. It's It's chatting to Steve Jobs. It's in the waiting room, it's laughing about it. And hopefully Steve will pick up the sense of humor there and go with it. You know, what did Steve, one of his famous quotes, something about change this world? Well, this world will change us. That's that's the crazy one, crazy one. We, we Steve's, yeah, he, that is crazy to think we can change the world, but the world will definitely change all of us, right? Wow, deep thoughts, Michael. So, 365 days. I mean, this is these are real time. Like, what is time? There's all this philosophy about 
time and we're only living in the now, right? So I can remember the now a year ago. The now was no breath, no breath. And once again, Christine's gone. It's gone. She's gone, right? Just uh, the body. So it's true. We are living, loving, and living, hopefully loving. You know, that's the goal, I think, is to be a loving soul in a human body. And uh, 365 days ago, 20 minutes ago, I woke up, no breath, no breath. And it was sad. It's like emotional kick in the belly. Even though I was going to bed, even though I was journaling that perhaps this would be the moment and uh, she would pass on. And uh, yeah, just boom, shock, no plan. I mean, it just hits you, right? Know about it for a while, but that's it. And uh, I'm trying to make some, I'm trying to grind up some coffee. I haven't used this grinder in a while. It's not, it's not doing a real good job, so I'm going to try it again. Can I get some? Can I get some? Come on, grind, baby, grind. I have to shake it a little bit. Come on. Not a good grinder, you have to shake it. Do I kind of adjust it, maybe? I don't know. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. So, yeah, yeah. So I think I changed RIP in the name of the podcast, which is perfect, right? Podcast, keep you in suspense. It's going to be named RIP, RIP, which 99% of you are thinking rest and peace, right? Right? But hopefully that gave you some background to change that RIP to where it should be, right? For them, it's not rest and peace. Rest and peace is for us. Rest and peace. We can rest in peace knowing that our loved ones the people in our life who pass on have resurrected in paradise and not paradise Valley, but the real deal. So that is my podcast for you honoring Christine on this one year anniversary. And, uh, she's happy. She's not only happy, she's brilliant. She now has all knowledge. She can laugh at me and say, oh, Michael, you think you know, (laughs) but you don't know, which is so true. And I had a five minutes of honor at, uh, at her celebration of life and it was wonderful. And read through 1 Corinthians 13. I think I will, I'm gonna do that today, read through. First Corinthians 13, and such a great chapter, the beginning reminding us all the things we pursue and seek, you know, or even the, the good things we want to do, like give to the poor, save the planet, 
turn your air conditioner up to 80 degrees. All the good things. What was that, bud? You can't jump up there? There you go, bud. <laughs> You're showing your six years of age, bud. You can't jump up on the couch. But yeah, all the beginning of 1 Corinthians 13, it's all the goody things that society thinks we should do, all the virtue signals. All the virtue signals mean nothing if you don't have love. So I am I have I am full of love right now, and I'm even having the air conditioning at 76. I am full of love. So because because of First Corinthians 13, because even if I turned it to 80, if I didn't have love, it means nothing. Right? Right? So there's Michael Ward's interpretation of the scripture. Then you get the famous, next time you go to a wedding, you're going to hear 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, telling you that love is kind, love is patient, love is all these wonderful things. But why do we want to love? It's because we want to be significant. So you go love someone today in your moments of loving someone, being kind, being filled with the Spirit. That is what makes us significant as loving someone else, right? We're loving souls in a human body. So there you go, folks. Jan, uh, June 28th, 2021. You can go on YouTube and see Christine's Celebration of Life. And she was a talented singer and could sing with a big smile and had stage presence. And that was her moments, her best moments were singing yeah so grace and peace everyone and mercy do we need some mercy along with that grace and peace i think we do we need mercy as well bud don't we bud's looking at me he's shaking his tail not his head <laughs> i don't know does that mean Buddy's a smart ass too? Because he's <laughs> he's shaking his tail <laughs> instead, instead of his head. But don't you know what humans do? We don't we nod and shake our heads in in affirmation. We don't shake and wag our tails in affirmation. But anyways, you're the mystery of the dog. The mystery of the dog. But let's R.I.P. Resurrect in paradise. Amen. Thank you for listening.